Welcome to Your Social Anxiety Bestie, the show about showing up, even when we're scared. I'm Sadie, and I'm here to share the truth about what it's like to live with social anxiety disorder. I was diagnosed with severe social anxiety and perfectionism in 2018, and since then I've been nerding out on all things anxiety and healing. My goal is to help you feel less alone and give you tips to face your own social fears, wherever you are on your journey. I hope today's episode reminds you that even though social anxiety is lonely, you are not alone. Let's jump in. So this is Barry O'Neill, who I have the great honor of chatting with tonight. Uh, He's a Seattle-based actor who wrote and stars in Sing Along If You Know the Words, which is a short film dealing with social anxiety, and it's currently premiering at the Seattle International Film Festival. The story follows Ben, who throws a dinner party to conquer his fear of speaking in groups. As the party gets away from him, Ben grows increasingly frustrated and suddenly finds himself at the center of a real-life musical theater number in his dining room. Only he's the only one who doesn't know the words or music. Relatable. Minus the music. After escaping to the bathroom for a panicked call with his therapist, Ben finally musters the courage to try singing along with his guests, even if the outcome is disastrous. And Although the film is locked to the US, I have had the huge pleasure of getting to watch the movie. And I just want to tell you guys that it is so good. As someone who has social anxiety, it is so good. It's like it makes you cringe and want to cry in empathy and also laugh, especially the conversation with the therapist in the bathroom. Like that one is is the funniest part of the movie for me, even though it should also be the most painful. Well, good. (laughs) So thank you again, Barry, for being here. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because um, getting getting feedback like that is really nice because when I, I wrote it, um, um, it was kind of just to be funny. <laughs> the idea oh, really? was it was going to be this funny thing. I mean, it's based on my own experience, obviously, um, but heightened. Uh, and, and the idea was to, to be really funny with it and, and hopefully come up with a, a funny showpiece for myself. Uh, but then I brought Alicia Delmore on board, who is the director, um, and she helped to uh, shape it because initially I was really, um, I guess, cynical. It was even a, a oh. more cynical piece. Like I, Ben was kind of a stand-in for me, um, and I thought it was funny that he fails in the end and he's really oh. upset in the end. Like the original ending, uh, right now it's a little nebulous, but at least mm-hmm. Ben feels like he's succeeded. Um, and in the original, he, he was not happy. And I thought, oh, that's funny. Everybody laugh at Ben slash me. Um, <laughs> oh <my and> God. <laughs> yeah. So she, she's the one who said, you know what? We want people to watch this and actually relate to Ben and root yeah. for him. And for whatever reason, that hadn't occurred to me that, <laughs> that we could do that, even though that's why we go to see movies. But so, so her input there was to make it um, relatable, which is why it's good to hear that feedback that, that it is it is landing with people who have experienced something similar. Yeah, for sure. Um, I should have checked with you first, but is it okay to talk about like details of the movie? I don't want to spoil things for. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because it's only eight minutes. So it's, Mm. it's like, if you know what's going to happen going in you, by the time you see the the surprise, like you're halfway through the movie. So (laughs) I think details are fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the handwritten note at the beginning where like Ben is, I think the topics are like sports, global warming, it's crossed out. Uh, mm-hmm. Podcasting is on there. 
millennials or something like that. Millennials, and, and, yep. Yeah, and Ben is sort of standing with his back to the dining room practicing. And that, like, is so relatable. Yeah, actually, that, I think, was another Alicia addition. Um, oh, really? Yeah, because he, I had set it up so that he's he's hosting this dinner party because he wants to conquer his fear, right? And he so he invites friends over, um, and he keeps trying to interject himself into the conversation. Hmm. Um, but we didn't have a visual cue to let the audience know that he was hmm. like rehearsing. So that was that was um, the thing she added that that was like a visual way to see what was in his head. Like I need to yeah. hit these topics. And I, I know my plan. I know my game plan going into this dinner party. That's a good point. Another thing that stood out for me, I'll get to the actual questions, I swear. Another thing that <laughs> stood out for me is when Ben's wife comes in and, and gives him a little pep talk, but then finishes with, don't overthink it, babe. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, but the number of times people have told me to just not overthink it as if it were that easy. I don't know. Is that sort of where that line comes from? Like, if I could just not overthink it, I would. Yeah, I mean, it, it is weird because when I, <laughs> there are some situations I can be with people um, like a dinner party and it's fine. Some evenings I'm, I'm okay. There are other evenings where it's like I have to go in and I feel like I have to um, not really psych myself up, but I need to go in expecting that, like, you need to talk and engage with people at this party. Mm. Um, and like it telling is, yourself? Right. I mean, it, it feels like for other people, they just go and enjoy themselves. And I can do that, you know, I don't know, 20% of the time. But the other times when I go in, it's like I have to, um, I don't know, it, it's not really preparing, but I, I think about the challenge that's in front of me in a way. Mm. <laughs> like I've, yeah. I've got to be a good conversationalist tonight. I've got to open up and actually uh, respond to people when they ask. And I can't always run out into the other room. Yeah. And then we put that extra pressure on ourselves, which is, makes it so yeah. much worse. Yeah. Okay. So we talked about what inspired the film. Can you tell us why you chose the metaphor of a musical and, and everyone knowing the words to a song that you don't know? Yeah. Um, so I grew up doing musical theater. Um, hmm. My mother put me in a, a summer camp one year and I fell in love with it. Um, and as a kid, I was a lot more um, I think I had, was a lot less reserved. I was more outgoing. So it was uh, like a natural thing. Um, and the, you know, I'm sure we've all had the dream, the student dream, like particularly for me, it's in college where you're in, you're back in college and you're at the end of semester and you realize that you, there's this class you haven't been taking the entire year, like you haven't shown up and suddenly mm -hmm you have a test or you, you have to graduate and you need those credits or some form of that, that school anxiety nightmare. Um, for, for anyone who's acted, the, the acting nightmare is you show up for a performance or a dress rehearsal and you're the only one who, doesn't, who hasn't rehearsed. So oh. you show up and you're gonna play your part and you have to go on stage and you have, you, sometimes you don't even know what the play is. Um, so I think it comes from that, the idea that you're put in this situation where it seems like everybody else knows what's going on. feels like everybody else mm. has the script in hand. They know what to say. They know the right things to do. And you're sitting on the outside looking in. And it just felt like um, an apt metaphor because sometimes that's what it feels like to me. Like I, yeah. I in, a, in a group of friends, I can see kind of the, the 
the currents, right? The flow of the conversation and everybody seems to be enjoying themselves. And I think, why, why don't yeah. I, <laughs> why don't I get it? Was I not given the script ahead of time? So yeah. it, it, it felt, um, it felt like a nice tidy metaphor. I really connect with that metaphor. As soon as I saw it, um, like the title of the film is sing along if you know the words, but that feeling, like, I don't know if you guys who are watching can relate, but that feeling that there's this social script and we as people who may or may not experience social anxiety, like we just don't know the script. We don't know, mm -hmm. we don't know how it's supposed to go. Everyone else knows what they're doing. Like, it's just such a perfect <laughs> metaphor. And I mean, that may not be true. Like the other people may be feeling the same way, but right. like, it's a great metaphor. I really, really like that metaphor. I can see from the hearts that some, some people are relating. <laughs> yeah, well, it's interesting because th when I did, like I wrote a version of this that was much longer um, mm. many, many years ago, um, but it never quite worked. And the reason was, one, it was, I think it only works as a short, really. Um, mm. And the other piece was landing on that, because I, I wanted to write this movie where a guy is in a musical, but he's the only one who doesn't know it, right? He's the only one who doesn't know the words. But at that time, it was more about kind of a general yearning for excitement. Like he felt like everybody else was having a better time. Mm. Um, and it wasn't until I hit on that social anxiety piece that it just kind of magically fit. And it felt like, yes, that's exactly why, that's exactly what it feels like. And that's how we can get to the big song in the middle of the, of the piece. Mm. Yeah, that song is so good. <laughs> <laughs> that's another I, thing. I hope I, you guys get to watch it. Yeah. we. Um, we our plan is to submit to some other we've already submitted to some other festivals and, and we'll see um very happy to get into seattle though because that's our hometown festival and nice. um we're going to post it online at some point so anybody okay. can can watch it yeah so if you're watching this and you may not be in the u.s please just follow um barry or follow the film it's a sing-along film um, and then you'll be notified well then you can find out when it's available uh, because you have to watch it the moment when Ben finally walks into the room and tries to awkwardly make conversation, stumbling over his words and like not sure which details to include. <laughs> That's how I feel all the time. Um, yeah. yeah, it's really good. And then the singing starts. That's another thing. We, um, I knew that Ben, because there is he he before he before he gets into the the song he tries to tell this story yeah um and i thought it, it's the worst is being at a at a table or something and somebody somebody prompting you and saying oh hey tell me that funny thing or tell everybody that funny thing you said to me <laughs> the other day and it's like well <laughs> and now i'm set up to fail yeah. um because it's angry. not gonna be funny right <laughs> so i i thought it, it's got to be a in somebody else's hands, the idea was it could be a funny story, but mm. as Ben's telling it, it's like he, I, I wanted to write something really hilarious that he would just butcher. Uh, it ends up, it's, it's actually a, a kind of real story from my life. Mm. Um, but the end result is that he's, he's struggling to tell it. And even if it was the funniest story in the world, he would somehow find a way to meander and make it completely uninteresting. Yeah. which is what leads to his his personal despair yeah um lindsay says i'm guilty of that setup oh, are you setting people that's, up in your life <laughs> that's my wife lindsay oh. who's watching <laughs> did lindsay play meg 
She did. Okay. Uh, so she, she, I have a, a wife in the film. Uh, Lindsay is my real life wife who plays a different character. Um, and okay. that I have two kids and that upset both of them very much because they didn't <laughs> like the fact that we weren't married in the movie. Oh, right. Kids. Yes, they would think that. Yeah. yeah. I noticed right, I was rewatching it right before we went on and I noticed um, Melissa O'Neill. No, Lindsay O'Neill. Lindsay. Yep. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I have to ask that. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, she her her comment is getting a lot of laughy faces. So, <laughs> okay. Um, well, we kind of touched on this, but can you tell us a little bit more about what it's like to be a performer or an actor with social anxiety? I don't know if you like if you would say you still have social anxiety, um, or how much you're comfortable saying about that. But yeah, I mean, I I hesitate to claim ownership of it because I've never been diagnosed, but I, well, I, I like, yeah, so I, I don't want to, I don't want to act like an expert, but I, I certainly have experienced everything that I've ever read about it. Um, huh. And, uh, you know, when I, like I mentioned, I got into acting as a kid. Yeah. So it was kind of all, it was already with me as I grew up and started to feel more awkward and self-conscious. Mm. Um, and it was kind of a, a safe, place. Um, oh. And interestingly, um, it became the only place I really felt that I could express myself um, oh. creatively or otherwise. Because um, for some reason, as soon as I got into a character, um, and in fact, had a script, which indeed does make it easier, <laughs> when you are saying somebody else's words, you don't yeah. have to you don't have to think about yourself doing this. You don't have to think about yourself coming up with a topic or um, conversing. You have everything in front of you. And even if you act like a clown, it's not you, it's this character. Uh -huh. um, for whatever reason, that, that always, um, it always felt like that jumped to me. Um, and so when I go into auditions and things, uh, there is a natural type that I play, which I think is, uh -huh often the the nerdy or more awkward guy um and you're able to lean into those traits because mm. if you go into an audition and you're already a little nervous if you're playing mm. a nervous character it's going to be that much more oh real God, because <laughs> you can lean into it huh. yeah that's really interesting well i was i was going to follow up with did it make it harder to play ben because he is drawn from your own life, but with what you just said, probably not. You just had to lean into it a little bit more. Yeah, I, um, I mean, I'm trying to think of um, examples where I would go into an audition or something and feel completely wrong for the part. Mm -hmm. Like if I have to play somebody who's very confident, then I need to um, try and get rid of those nerves or somehow turn yeah. them into whatever emotion I'm supposed to be feeling. But for Ben, it was really easy. Um, in part because I, I wrote it on purpose to be my archetype. Like he's oh. he's the the character I should be playing in my view. Um, and also I was at home. Like we filmed it in my house. I was um, wondering about I was, that. <laughs> <laughs> among friends and family, and it just felt felt a very free environment. So it was Ben was pretty easy. That's really cool. Well, I wanted the other thing I wanted to mention is now that I know. Your wife is that the, the, your wife Meg, character mm -hmm. who played woman who oh my god, the person who played Meg who is your wife, 
Um, the high five at the end is just the cutest thing in the world. It's extra cute now that I know who she is. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the like, so good it, job. Right. That's yeah. the that's the positive uh, note that was added because it's it does end in a way where the audience is even supposed to think like, did that really happen? Is how much mm. of this is actually happening in this dining room and how much is in Ben's mind? Yeah. Um, and there was that addition to make it more like whatever you did, Ben, you tried and we'll support you. And I thought yeah. that was a wonderful twist to put in. It wasn't my idea. <laughs> it was good but to have it. Perfect. There. I mean, you, yeah. you would think that that twist had been added by someone who had coached people with social anxiety. Like, even if you're awkward, most people are fine with it. Like, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. I mean, that's the, the true, I think that is true. It's, it's, he's, he's got all these hangups, the character of Ben. Um, and then at the end, his friends are looking at him, looking at him a little weird uh, because he just stepped out of his comfort zone uh -huh. um, and did something really grand. But at the same time, the party's going to go on and yeah. nobody really cares. Like he, okay, that was great, Ben. Thanks. Let's yeah. go have dessert. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like this big conversation had to happen about how Ben interacted with other people. It was like, <laughs> good job. <laughs> Carry yeah. on. Yeah, it was great. Um, are there any other ways social anxiety has impacted your creativity? We talked about acting. Um, I don't, I mean, acting's really it for my creativity. I've, I've tried to write. I think everybody dabbles in writing at one point or another. Yeah. Um, but, um, not that I can think of. I think I oh. actually read through these questions and I had an answer earlier, but I don't know. Uh, oh, that's okay. That's relatable. <laughs> I it's the 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 thing about the acting piece is what I mentioned earlier. I mean, um, the social anxiety. I've just been able to lean into it, hmm. uh, and I don't know that like writing writing the screenplay was um, just involved me, so I didn't need to think about other people. Once I brought in Alicia to look at it. Then it was like, um, hmm. I've got another set of eyes on the script and another set of eyes on me. Um, but she and I are, are uh, get along pretty well. So it was easy to get feedback from her. Um, and I don't, it doesn't affect, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say this wrong, but it doesn't affect the happiest parts of my life. Um, hmm. Like my, my acting is one. Mm -hmm. uh, my family life, when I'm at home with my kids or my wife, it doesn't affect me there. Mm, um, that's good. It affects me. Yeah. It affects me in the parts that are outside, right? Outside mm -hmm. of the house or um, like the creativity, the family stuff, that's stuff I feel like I, I own. Um, mm -hmm. So it's not, it's never been a problem there. That's really good and encouraging. Like social anxiety can impact different people in different ways. And um, well, I, I mean, yeah. you, you asked the question, so am I allowed to ask questions back? Sure. Because <laughs> if, if it comes from a place, how does it impact your creativity? Oh, um, I, it's kind of like if I'm trying to write something, like I, my creativity is mostly channeled into like Instagram and podcasting and stuff right now. So inherently there's other people seeing it, but even even if I were just writing for myself, I've always got this like omniscient narrator reading and judging. 
and I don't know if that's yeah. social anxiety or just like an inner critic, but it's like I'm li living a meta life where like I'm going through the motions of life, but then I'm also like judging it or I don't even know if it's me or just this abstract construct that I've made society into. <laughs> so that's how I, <laughs> the, yeah, the how judge. I think of it. Yeah, yeah, the judge. There's just like always a judge. Um, so I guess like you never get to know what would have happened if you hadn't developed social anxiety, but I wonder what, what I might have done creatively. Yeah, if, I mean, that's, I think about the same thing if I hadn't ever gotten into acting. Um, like for you, it's the, the podcasting piece that you said is your creative outlet. For me, it was acting. If I hadn't found that, um, I, don't, I don't know how I would have met anybody. <laughs> I wouldn't have. Oh my God, that's I true too. Have, like it's, it's, it was my conduit to, to meeting people. And um, I met my wife at, uh, in theater during um, college. So it's just, uh, it's been the place that I go to, to have a social life. Um, so yeah, I, I, without that, I don't know what I would have done or where I would have been. I'm sure I would have been yeah. fine, but. Perhaps fine, but different, like some, yeah. some other version of fine. All right. Um, what takeaways do you hope viewers will get from the film? Well, I think I, it's the same answer I gave before. I, I thought it was going to be funny. I thought mm -hmm. it was just going to be a little quirky, funny film. Um, but now that I've heard feedback from people, um, including uh, my father, who after watching it said, did you write that about me? Oh, uh, <laughs> so wow. I've, I've heard feedback um, from people that, that they really relate to it. You know, even yeah. if they don't suffer from quote unquote social anxiety, I think everybody's been in a situation where they've been uncomfortable um, expected to perform in some way. Uh -huh. um, and I, I'm really hoping that people that see it can, can glean that, can get that out of it, because it's certainly in there. Um, and I'm happy that a lot of people seem to be, seem to be getting that. Mm. I just wanted to pause because you're getting some love in the comments from, from some people. It's lovely to see this side of you. I love you. And your nephews are pretty excited to see you on here. Hello, nephews. <laughs> I've got family members chiming in all over That's the place. That's good. No, I'm happy. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think it's just so cool that you that, that there's a film that's been made about social anxiety. Like I'm trying to, th I always try to think when I'm making content, like what would teenage me have wanted to see? And if I had seen a mm -hmm. film like this, especially by like a writer and actor who was open about having social anxiety. I don't know. I feel like that could have really impacted me a lot. Just like we have these ideas of people, especially actors as these like untouchable, confident people, which I mean, I'm not saying that you're not confident, but yeah, that you're also a real person. Yeah. So I really appreciate the film. I've, I've heard from people that um, I know, who have just casually mentioned, oh, as somebody who, I watched it as somebody who has social anxiety, uh, mm. I was really touched by it. And I'm thinking, what? Mm. You have social, <laughs> I never had any idea that you had any such thing. So I, I, like I said, I think it's, 
um, it is heartening to know that a lot of people out there deal with the same issues. Yeah, and it's sparking it's, conversations. Yeah, and it's yeah. It, it is it is always the the case. I think that we, or at least I, feel like I'm the only one. Like I know there are shy people out there. I know there are people who suffer from it and suffer much more than I do. Um, but in a social situation, like um, you, often feel like the only one who mm -hmm. who can't just buck up and do it. Right and, yeah. and join in. Especially, I think, for those of us who may consider ourselves like high functioning social anxiety, it's easy to hide it, like too easy. That doesn't mean that you're not feeling it though. Um, mm -hmm. But it also means that we may not connect with each other over this struggle that maybe we're, a lot of us are experiencing. Like that's one of the side effects of being open for me online. I, I've met people in my real life who are like, oh yeah, I have, I have you know, social anxiety too. And now we yeah. can connect over that. So, yeah, your film is a piece of advocacy in a quirky, funny way. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, when, when it, once it gets out there, we're hoping to um, reach out to some outlets who cover the same time, kind of topics that you do. Because um, yeah. um, I think if we get the right eyes on it, uh, it, it could um, resonate with some people. Yeah, well, the social anxiety and anxiety community on, on Instagram are, are engaged and big, and I'm, I'm sure that you'll connect with some other people on here, because, I mean, I'll help in whatever way I can. Good. Well, thank you. Um, do you have any tips for anyone out there who is interested in screenwriting, acting, or other creative pursuits, but who feels like they're too shy, too introverted, or too socially anxious? I don't. <laughs> because I think that my uh, my caveat there is that I um, I don't feel like an an expert. Like I don't feel like mm. I can give advice. I mean, I in the in the sense that I have this film that's at a film festival, um, that is something. Um, mm. And I try not to be I try not to be too hypercritical of myself. Um, so I am proud of that. Um, yep. And I think that's the win. Right. The, the reason I feel like that is because I've, for me, it's always been a part of what I do. Like, it's not something I'm going to jump up and, and try brand new uh, at my age. Um, but there are ways to ease into it. I think if, like, if you wanted to try acting and you don't want to go to a class of 10 or 15 people, you can get a private coach. Um, somebody who's reputable and, and can do a one-on-one -on -one thing because then um, sometimes it's easier to interact with one person, somebody who's focused on you and right. uh, you're not performing for a whole group. Um, another thing that was oddly really good for me was improv, hmm. um, which can sound, on the surface, sounds terrifying because you you go into a room and they say, hey, say your name in a funny, crazy way. Now let's all act like monkeys. Uh, <laughs> it's the exact, oh it's like a, a nightmare. But um, when you go in and give yourself the permission, um, it can help you get past some of that stuff because it's like having a script in your hand. Like if somebody mm -hmm. says to you, you are free to be open and um, act like an idiot, and we're all going to laugh and join. Everybody else is going to be doing the same thing. Uh, it can be really freeing because suddenly you've got that permission and that okay to to do that. Um, oh. 
I mean, it's, I hesitate to give that advice because you can also go to a class and be terrified and hate it. So well, that's true. <laughs> I think it's up to the individual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We won't hold you responsible for the outcome of your suggestions. Good. We should totally have a socially anxious improv support group. Just like <laughs> exposure therapy. Yeah. I could see well, that there working. Is, there is something about stepping outside of yourself and... Um, like we did a show in high school where we were it was a musical review so it was a, a holiday theme so we would all get up and sing a it was a i think i had a christmas song it was like a an old greensleeves era type hmm. uh christmas song um but we were just presenting it there was no character there was no role hmm. um and during rehearsal uh in high school i i wasn't the happiest of guys, uh, but during rehearsal, the director who I was on really good terms with said, Barry, you don't look like you even want to be up there. Uh, and I said, I don't, I don't really want to do this song. And we cut the song, we cut my part from the show. Uh, oh. <laughs> wow. But I, I say that as a contrast because if I were singing that same song and I had a name, like I was, I was Mr. I don't know, Mr. Barnaby singing the Christmas song on the street corner, it would have been no problem, but because I had to go really? up and do it as Barry, um, I, it couldn't muster the energy. And I think, so I th with the improv thing, I think there is something to be said for getting that permission or giving yourself permission to just be a character hmm. um, because it lets you, it, you don't, you, that judge is largely gone. Like you're able to just let go and, and yeah go with the flow. Huh. I wonder if you could apply that just to social anxiety in general. Like, I'm going to be Mary Poppins today. And then you go through like, <laughs> parenting is Mary Poppins. Like, I don't know, I'm going to go to the grocery store as Mary Poppins. Like, maybe that maybe that would help for social anxiety. I don't know. I, I, I've always been, it's harder for me to do it in daily life. Like, because I have oh, gone into okay. situations where I've said, just uh, be that guy. The guy mm. you know that you you think about in your head like you could be him just be that guy and it never quite works mm. out for some reason okay. it's in the confines of it where i i know we're we're building this therapy together and i don't yeah. need to squash it right away <laughs> killing my therapy just, program improv and <laughs> pretending to be somebody else. putting in guide rails yeah yeah <laughs> that's awesome well we've reached our question period um so guys who are watching, guys and gals, non-binary pals, to steal Megan Griffith, my friend's line, um, there's a question box. It's a question bubble, and it's got a question mark in it. So if you guys wouldn't mind putting your questions in there, that way I don't have to scroll, because I know I missed a couple of questions when we were chatting. I just didn't want to interrupt the flow of the conversation. So if you could pop the questions in there, then I can bring them up on the screen and we can actually see them, and that would be great. I did want to catch up on a couple of comments that I missed. Um, they say to give your struggles a character and a name to help dissociate yourself. I.e., I have social anxiety. I am not social anxiety. My social anxiety is named. Yeah, I was thinking that the other day because I saw a relationship tip on TikTok that was like invent an imaginary third person in your relationship named Rick, for example, and blame everything on this person. <laughs> I was like, maybe I could have a, my social anxiety could be named like Janet. I'm like, I want to go to this event, but Janet doesn't. And anyway, that's completely, we'll add this to our therapy program that we're creating. Yeah, 
My, I think my issue is I immediately think I'm going to name him after myself. No. <laughs> which is the opposite of what you're supposed to be yeah, doing. Yeah, that's, that's not at all what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to pull up the first question. Where can I watch this film? Do you want to take that one? Yeah, we're currently at the Seattle International Film Festival. So if you go to SIFF, I think it's .net. But anyway, if you search for Seattle International Film Festival online, and the name of the film is Sing Along If You Know the Words, um, we are packaged with a feature film called All Sorts. Uh, so when you buy tickets, you, you will be buying tickets for both films. Um, after this film festival, uh, we've got a couple others that we're looking at, um, but we're going to release it online for free at some point, um, whether it's Vimeo or um, YouTube or whatever, but that'll be uh, sometime in the fall, probably. Awesome. Yeah, so at some point, everyone will be able to see it. It's just that right now, as it's premiering, it's locked to yep. either the US or the the state. I can't remember which one you said, but... Uh, U.S. And uh, US. we've had okay. people all over the country who's been able to watch it. So, okay, yeah. If you're in the U.S., please watch it. You will, you will, you will be so happy you did. It, uh, if you have social anxiety, you will feel validated and normalized, and you'll laugh. And if you know someone who has social anxiety, you will understand them better and laugh. So, like, it's a win-win no matter what side you're on. And the feature film after it's uh, really good too. He's uh, the director is coincidentally a, a guy I went to college with. Um, and we haven't connected really since, but, you know, 20 years later, we end up at the same time slaughter, the, the, the same docket in the film festival. Um, and his, his actually, uh, his lead is kind of a, it doesn't focus on social anxiety, but his lead is kind of a quiet, awkward office worker. Um, mm. it's, it's pretty funny. I haven't seen that one. I guess I, I guess I won't be able to see that one if I'm in Canada, but I'll take your word on it that it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I did take the time to scroll back because I, I didn't want to miss a, miss a question here from Devra. Has social anxiety ever prevented you from auditioning for a role? Oops, sorry. Just cover the screen. No. Well, I don't think it was. I remember uh, one role, one um, audition. I mean, I've walked away from roles for different reasons. Um, not that I'm offered a ton because, you know, at, at my level of the game when you get a role you take it doesn't matter what it is um but there was one that it was like it was a spec commercial which means it, it wasn't a real commercial it was a production company who wanted to create this to show their creative chops like so they could oh. shop it around and say look we're we're good directors hire us um, okay. but the the premise was um there was an old saturday night live sketch about will ferrell he was being born as a fully grown man. Um, and it was in the hospital room and he came out with a mustache. Um, and this was the same premise, but uh, it was um, like a feral 24 um, year old kid. Um, mm. And you were supposed to act like a, a feral animal in the room. And I was oh in God. the waiting room. Yeah. And I, I was in the waiting room and I could hear people screaming in the, in the audition room. And I thought, it was one of those moments where you examine your life and you think, why am I here wanting to do this? Um, and I was just about to get up and walk out of the room when they called my name. Uh, so I went and did it and left and um, 
thankfully didn't get the part. <laughs> did, did you scream and, and froth at the mouth? I did. I did everything they oh, wanted. Wow. Well, that's awesome because uh, I'm, I'm yeah. feeling uncomfortable just thinking about it. So <laughs> <laughs> that's good that you did it. Okay, there was one other question I saw. Does anyone not have social anxiety? Well, Sorry, I'm plugging in my phone. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, the question is, does anyone not have social anxiety? Uh, well, my personal opinion is that everyone has moments of social anxiety at some point because we're human social yeah. creatures. We care about we care about group dynamics. We care about people's opinions. So, uh, I I mean personally, I'm like I'm not an expert, but I, I think we all have moments of social anxiety. And it's just is it like is it the disordered version of social anxiety where it's impacting your life that doesn't affect everybody necessarily but yeah yeah I, I i would imagine it's there in everybody um but again i i can only think of my subjective experience mm. but it's it's like i was talking about earlier i've had people come up to me and, and tell me um and i had no idea like it's and it's what you were saying earlier sometimes we think that everybody else just knows what they're doing yeah. <laughs> It's certainly not the case, and we know it's not the case, but it, it takes some convincing sometimes. Yeah, and it really matters to me to just be honest about that, like in, in the stuff that I do. Like I try to always say that, no, I'm super nervous. Like before we came on, I posted to my story saying that I was nervous because I just get nervous about everything. That's just how I operate in life. Um, mm -hmm. But if we're honest about it, um, I, feel like it's, I feel like it's more helpful than all of us just assuming that everyone else has their composure and they're not yeah. scared yeah I had a an acting coach in college who said um, he said just that as a a tool to calm yourself down he said if you hmm. go into an audition or an interview um, and you say uh, I'm, I'm feeling really nervous um, sometimes just getting that out there acknowledging hmm. it helps you to because you spoke about it, suddenly it's not like a, a secret mm. and you can just get over it. I thought that was interesting. That's true. Yeah, that is interesting. Actually, it does have that effect on me. Like I'm, I'm doing it for two reasons, I guess. Like I'm trying to raise awareness and, and bust myths, but also I'm scared and I want to talk about it. To feel yeah. Better. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the end of the questions that I saw. If I missed your questions in the comments, I'm sorry. Um, this was a particularly engaged audience, which is awesome. Um, is there anything I didn't ask about the movie or about how to support your work, Barry, that you wanted to shout out before we wrap up? No, we covered a lot. I just hope, um, uh, even if you can't see it at the film festival, I hope uh, everybody can watch it eventually. That's the idea. Um, and I hope it, um, I hope it, I hope people enjoy it. Um, you know, we, my wife and I are talking about what we're going to do next, and mm. I have no idea because I love this idea, and I feel like, well, yeah. I did that. So <laughs> what else? <laughs> yeah. So uh, the, the idea is to do more, but I don't have anything to announce or anything like that. And if we want to follow, like the account that is linked to this live right now is for the film, but if we want to follow your acting journey, do you have social media yet, or is that not quite? No. I don't. Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's okay. That just the, means we have to yeah. follow the sing-along account. Yeah, that, I think that's the best place because we, um, we've got like uh, dozens and dozens of backstage pictures that we're going to share and um, hopefully keep this active as we 
continue through the um, yeah. festival circuit. Awesome. Um, yes, and then when it becomes available in the fall, approximately, um, if you send me a message, I'll make sure to shout it out. So okay, if anyone great. happens to see it, yeah, I'd love to do that. And, and please go follow at Sing Along Film and keep up to speed with their work because it's a really special movie. And I'm just really thankful that you reached out to me and that we got to have this conversation. Me too. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, well, I'm sure we'll follow um, your stuff as well. It's yeah, good to know yeah, that there are, there are accounts out there that are touching on this subject matter. Because uh, like you said, if I had known um, that this, this community existed, which I really didn't, um, I would have jumped on board a lot sooner. Mm. Yeah, well, you're here now and we've got to make our, our makeshift <laughs> therapy program. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much and have a great night. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and I hope you found it helpful. Anxiety thrives on avoidance, and we can take back our power by just showing up like you did today. Remember that you are probably underestimating how strong and wonderful you are, and you're probably overestimating how perfect and put together other people are. So show up scared. Show up imperfect. Just show up. And while you're at it, come find me on Instagram at your social anxiety bestie so we can be awkward together. <laughs>